haven't done this in so long that I'm like. She's like, I feel rusty. I do. I'm a rusty. I feel a little hey, rusty. Hey, my name is Rusty. Hey, hey guys, I'm Rust. Rusty here. Hey, I'm Rust. And I'm here to tell you guys what the benefits of WD-40 are. <laughs> <laughs> This is Woman. Are you guys kidding me? Literally, no. Oh my god! Michelle. This is Woman. <laughs> okay, hey, what's up, you guys? Welcome back to another episode of Woman. We took a little bit of a hiatus, but that's okay. It was more of a spring break. Yeah. Up. We broke up. It was a spring breakup. A spring. <laughs> we needed some space. We Take needed some time. But we're back. And we're better than ever. We're committed to at least trying. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. We didn't break up. We we were fine. We just all had lives. <clears throat> Esther went on vacay. Tell us about it. Yeah. You went on a real spring break. I went to Costa Rica. And it was really beautiful, and I'm still holding on to the tan that I got, but I assume it will be leaving me soon, so that would kind of suck. But it was really nice. I uh, went with my boyfriend and some friends, celebrated his birthday while we were there. Costa Rica has a lot of wildlife, by the way, so it's fun if you're into like exploring jungles and stuff. Highly recommend. Mm. But it was really relaxing um, and different from like the caribbean all-inclusive like that's more like beach like you will be on the beach all day and like i feel like costa rica is more like you want to explore the jungle and like see the sloths and the monkeys so that was cute oh nice yeah cute at one with nature there and now i'm back welcome well at least it's spring now here has sprung yeah i mean it's really it's pushing it's trying yeah, it's I'm trying, just, it's reaching. I I'm just like. so beyond happy that when I'm awake at 7.30, which I always am, <laughs> p.m., that it's light out. Mm-hmm. Like, oh, yeah. I love this lighter Yeah, it makes nighttime. me feel more productive, for sure. Oh, a thousand percent. I'm, I'm like, happier. It makes me feel <laughs> happier. so much happier. So much. Which, that's another thing. In Costa Rica, their sunrise is 6 a.m., their sunset is 6 p.m. every day. So literally mm. 6.10, it's like pitch black outside already like it's that quick whoa that's so to interesting here and to see that we have so much more daylight now because the time change and everything i'm just like i didn't realize how long you just we assume sunny places are yeah. like yeah well yeah because in the caribbean it's like you eat dinner at like nine it's still sunny mm-hmm. yeah exactly yeah. so i'm so happy that we have extra daylight here i missed it so much this winter has been so Brutal. Like, it just dragged on. Yeah, it really did. Yeah. I didn't realize how depressing it was. And, like, seasonal depression? Yeah. What? No, it's called seasonal affective disorder. Because it's called sad. Yeah. Seasonal affective disorder makes you sad. Yeah. Um, Yeah, it's a real thing, guys. Mm Because I can't even tell you, like, that just, like, extra light just makes me feel, like yeah so much better like so much happier and just like having the spring weather is so nice being able to actually go outside and enjoy the weather and going on walks and stuff and that's what i've been doing for like the past week just enjoying the weather it was my birthday (coughs) um a little bit ago so i was enjoying that and i'm looking forward to normally i hate spring like if you if I was a kid, I would tell you like I hate spring. It's my least favorite season. But that's because I used to have hair that would 
be really affected by humidity. So spring mm. in high school was like a nightmare because I was yeah, like I feel that. frizzy, that rainy, like cowlick hair. And I would just be like, ah, I'm so insecure. But now I'm like, a spring is great. It's a little too muddy, but it's great because the air just smells like it's almost summer. <laughs> it smells yeah, like it's almost like summer. once you get that barbecue smell in the air oh, fresh cut grass yeah. it's I love over that barbecue. it's over you can walk anywhere you want i walked to the bank yesterday and that really made me feel amazing so that's good hmm. 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 well yeah how is my uh how have i been we wouldn't even well, say week I we guess. didn't ask but tell us really you for a second i'm like just tell me just tell just us tell we need to know <laughs> Um, I actually haven't seen you in a long time, so. Yeah. I had a birthday, also. Oh, God. Yeah. Look at well, I had a birthday, also. B-Day twins. Um, me and Michelle, not the same sign, though, so if you're wondering. Yeah, clearly. <laughs> um, But, yeah, I had a birthday, which was good. It was fun. Went to this Mexican restaurant, which was really good. What was it called? Um, La Carnita. Oh. oh. Did you? Mm-hmm. I was going to go yeah. for Valentine's Day. Yeah. But I and it was good because it was like decently priced and you can like get a lot. Yeah. 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 It was good. Um, yeah. And also, I spoke at my first event, Ooh. which was really good. Yeah. A little influencing going on, a little networking. Um, it was with this brand called Coochie 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 three times. Over. And they're a women's. <laughs> they're a women's. Uh, they promote cannabis and like oh. like medicating. Like I didn't know that. Yeah, that's what they're kind of about. They're about like using um, cannabis to like medicate for like anxiety and da 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 and like women and and fun and fun too. But <laughs> that's like their main like focus, I guess. Um, and then they also collabed with um, this director. Her name's Stephanie Hooker. Um, hooker. She always says, like, everyone makes that joke about her last name. But, yeah, they did this collab with her, and she wanted to do a piece where it was just a bunch of women telling their stories under the umbrella of femininity. So, it was, it turned out to be a live show, and it's going to be a video, so I'll share that with you guys. But, um, yeah, it was a really good event. There was a few vendors there of, like, different kind of, like, there was a lingerie brand there. They're called Here Love. Really cool. Um, they had a just like a, a bunch of people came out and I was like really not expecting that to be honest like yeah. it was a really good turnout of people um and yeah we had like this one girl she told a story she's a comedian so she told her story and it was kind of like funny and then there were some people who did poetry um and yeah it was really good and then I told my my story is kind of like a monologue slash you know yeah, I'll, you guys will see it. I know, I can't wait <laughs> to see it. Now. Yeah, it was a really good event. And yeah, hopefully we'll be doing something with them in the future because, yeah, they're super down. And there are a bunch of like really cool women that I met. So cool. That's yeah. cool. I'm glad you got to do that mm-hmm. and you got to shine in that way because I feel like you have a story to tell. <laughs> Thank you, Esther. <laughs> okay, go, Esther. Go, Esther. Go, Esther. It's your birthday. Just okay. kidding. We're here to talk about goop. <gasps> goop! Okay, well, goop is a real thing. We're not mm-hmm. being crazy. Um, it is the name of a podcast hosted by... Okay, first of all, let me just take this from you. Goop is a lifestyle <laughs> brand. <laughs> 
created by Gwyneth Paltrow, and it's serious, and it's not to be made fun of. I am a Gwyneth Paltrow supporter, and she gets a lot of shit from a lot of people from starting Goop. Uh, I know a lot about it. She couldn't call it anything else. Goop is whatever you want it to mean. Okay, well, I'm really lost, if we're being honest. (laughs) What's Goop? I'm explaining it to you. Okay, keep going. Gwyneth Paltrow, do you know who that is? Yeah. Actress. She cares a lot about, she started this company like 10 years ago, like maybe, yeah, more than 10 years ago. Uh, And back then, yoga wasn't really that cool and like plant-based lifestyles, nobody was really talking about that. LA was not, she is essentially the one who people blame on the LA like green smoothie yoga, like Mm -hmm. healthy plant-based vegan. Like she's the one who kind of heralded it in Mm -hmm. uh, with goop. And like she got a lot of shit about using like acupuncture and just like she was just always interested essentially in not like turning to doctors and medicine as the first thing using other methods whether that be natural um is, using- this, is she the same one that did the vagina thing the vagina um she like did those like vagina cleanses and everyone was know. like well you're great or like it was like a, a steam a vagina steam that was like a new like Something to like clean your vagina or make you like cleanse it. your body, I'm and everyone was like coming after her did. for it. Yeah, I was like a vagina steam. I, I remember it so clearly, and she was like on that Ellen. Is it like douching? No, it's like a actual like <laughs> they steam your vagina. I have no idea what the procedure is, but it's a real procedure. That kind of scares me a little bit. I'm scared. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure it's Gwyneth Paltrow that said she did that, and people were like. Uh, it appears to be true. Yeah, I was right. It was a steam clean vagina. (laughs) It was a steam clean vagina. I don't understand. Okay. (laughs) Anyways, she's done a lot of weird shit that people have given her, like, back, like, lash on. Uh, One of the biggest things that she did that a lot of people hated was she did not coin this term, but she definitely brought it into the mainstream, which was conscious uncoupling. When her her and her husband decided to, they divorced, and instead of divorcing, they consciously uncoupled, which is what, like, all celebs say now when they divorce each other, like, Channing and uh, his wife, like, consciously uncoupled. It's essentially when you just commit to, like, being friends with your ex-husband and raising your children together and like putting all your issues and whatever happened in your marriage behind you and closing that door and just like looking at them as your family Mm -hmm. like because you created a child together and being there for your child together but not being like not hating each other have a kid no right yeah they do yeah they have a daughter so they did that yeah they're well they're doing it yeah like same with like is this to avoid all the hassle that goes into getting a divorce? No, they're divorced, like, legally. No, I think it's, it's just more, a way, it's, it's instead of it being, yeah, it's an attitude towards divorce, So, essentially, divorce, she I'd talks say. about it, yeah, she talked about it a lot, like, she did a bunch of research saying that, uh, she was like, what's the number one thing that kids are kind of affected by when it comes to divorce, and everyone that she talked to was like, my parents couldn't be in the same room as each other, my parents hated each other. My parents would drop me off at the end of the driveway, would not speak, like, for Mm. 18 years, 10 years, 3 years, until somebody got really sick, until my wedding. That was the first time they were in the same room with each other again, you know? And, like, that was the biggest thing that they grew up with, is seeing their parents just hate each other and, like, not 
be mm-hmm. down and talk shit about each other and all that stuff. And she was like, I don't want that for my kids. So she did conscious uncoupling. A lot of people hated her for it. She's gotten a lot of hate, to be honest. She has. She has. And, like, I, I feel like the reason I like her is because she's like, I see why people hated me because they think, like, oh, you're a rich celebrity. Like, you, your problems aren't that bad. You can just consciously uncouple. Like, my husband and I could never do that. Like, we genuinely had the messiest divorce. And she's like, yeah, like that's your life like i'm not saying it's for everyone but it's what i did i don't understand what being rich has to do with it anyway but yeah people just find like differences to like back up their own insecurities anyways gwyneth paltrow started goop it's a lifestyle kind of like um online they do like interviews they talk with specialists that on the podcast they write articles for their online they sell beauty stuff they sell health stuff it's like a curated lifestyle uh website and brand they have like they sell their own clothes now um supplements like different stuff like that so you can go there for like advice sexual advice relationship advice wellness advice you can listen to our podcast she interviews, like, Oprah and other celebrities, and then they talk to specialists and stuff. So that is what Goop is. Well, I mentioned Goop because Michelle was telling me that apparently GP are Gwyneth Paltrow. That's not apparent. They really are. Her initials, <laughs> GP, and she was trying to make a word out of her initials, and that's kind of how the term or the name of her show or her brand, Goop, was born. I think so, yeah. She yeah. just kind of said, like... Like, beauty stuff is goop. Like, it's all just, like, goop that you put on your face and, like, goop that you put in your body. And I'm GP, Gwyneth Paltrow. And I'm GP. <laughs> and that sounds a lot like goop. Well, Gwyneth Paltrow uh, recently posted a picture on Instagram that kind of started an uproar. And I think it's it amused me so much that so many outlets picked up on this story. Because I'm like, this is a slow news day for sure that this got so many headlines. But basically, she posted a picture with her daughter apple um oh yes she's been doing problematic things she got a lot of uh flack for that yeah what calling her daughter apple Apple, yeah which i think is a cute name and i'm gonna go on record saying all the apples out there tuning in (laughs) (laughs) we respect you you and your parents choices i think it's a cute name apple i would not name my own child apple and then when they're freaking grown they're a grown woman. Yeah, with Apple. the name Apple. That's cool. She better be a singer. Or She's a cool. Songwriter. She better be a She wants laptop. to be a lawyer and her name's Apple. Um, okay, well. Miss Apple Martin, which sounds like Apple Martini, which is bad. Yeah. My lawyer, Apple Martin. Like, yeah, she'd get harassed. Are you kidding? <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That's not funny. We're not laughing at that. She can do whatever she wants. Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> and Apple have a selfie together. And Gwyneth Paltrow uploaded it. They went on a ski trip. And Apple commented. Oh, it is Apple Martin. Yeah, I'm not joking. Oh. <laughs> uh, Mom, we have discussed this. You may not post anything without my consent. To which Gwyneth Paltrow <laughs> replied back, you can't even see your face. And that is true. You cannot even see her face. Apple is 14 years old and obviously... She's wearing like literal huge ski <laughs> yeah, goggles. Yeah, it's like, we'll put the picture for PR viewers on YouTube. But yeah, she... Guys, like when I saw this, I'm like, hey, like, this is a slow news day when you make a story out of this. Because obviously, like, 
She's that's just what kids do. Like I feel like teenagers they're just joking. Will comment back to their parents and be like, "Take this down." Or, <clears throat> yeah, I'm know. sure she's not seriously like that against. Like it's literally her mouth. You yeah. can only see her mouth. Yeah, I'm sure she's not like, "Oh my god, mom, how could you?" And so the whole story <laughs> was just like, "Oh, is she being serious? Um, she actually mad at her mom." I think it's because she used the word consent. Like, yeah. you can't put this up without word consent. Some people were like, oh my god, she's actually not consenting. A minor is not <laughs> consenting. What have you done? But this it's is like, where people want to be aware of like, the word mom, consent. Mom, you can't use it without my consent. And Gwyneth is like, being a little sassy. I pay for all your stuff, child. Okay? <laughs> Goop is paying for your life. <laughs> Um, wow. I just thought that it's interesting because we are going to have kids if we have kids, which I think we're all going to probably have kids. Mom, am I right? Yeah. Fast, See, fast right? forward to 10 years God now. willing. <laughs> <laughs> so with that being said, we have to kind of make these decisions one day for these little people. And I think I think it's interesting because this is for us when social media started becoming or was birthed. It was, like, uncharted territory for us. Like, I was telling Michelle and Brittany that for myself, I wasn't... First of all, when MSN came out, like, I was not allowed to get it. I think that, like, my friends were all using it in, like, grades 6 and 7. I was not allowed to make an email. I was not allowed to make an MSN. I used to use my best Mm -hmm. friend's MSN to talk to people. And when I finally did make my own email, I felt so guilty. And I was already... Like, at the end of grade eight, when I made my first email. And yeah. I was, like, I was so behind from everyone else, so. Yeah, I could definitely relate. I was not allowed to have MSN or, yeah, MSN, right? Yeah. Yeah, MSN and, like, Facebook, I think, came after. Yeah. Yeah, yeah okay. So, I wasn't allowed to have MSN or Facebook, really, and then I made it low-key. Because everyone, I would, like, go on it at my friend's house and stuff. Until I started going on it at home. And then my my mom found out and she wasn't exactly mad. Because I think I was... I kept it a secret for a while. So I think I was older and she was kind of like, fine. Yeah. Facebook, I never said anything for a long time. And then it just became like assumed, I think. Once mm-hmm. I was in like high school. Yeah. Yeah. No, I had the opposite experience where my parents were like, yeah, you can... I don't even... I It must have been a conversation, but I don't have a memory of it. Like... I must have asked to have it, and my parents were like, okay, fine, you can have it. But my dad made the email with me, so, like, he chose what it was. <laughs> and uh, he was like, how about this? Like, sure, great, done. And then he was like, we get to know your password. We have it all written down, so, like, you can do this. But just, like, we have all your stuff, and we'll be checking on you. So just keep that in mind. And I was like, okay. So then, yeah, whatever. I had MSN, and then I got Facebook when I was in grade seven or eight, and I don't know if I told them, but I don't think that they didn't know either. I don't know. Mm-hmm. I've always just had, like, my parents and I have a very trusting relationship where I have always been so open with them and told them everything, and they have, like, always just handed over the trust and just been like, you've earned it. Like, you can have it. Like, they'll always trust me before not trusting me and like i just tell them stuff because i know they're not going to react badly yeah i think with my parents it was the fear of the internet and not knowing Mm -hmm. how it works yeah because they didn't understand how to use it it was so new yeah and like we had dial up internet before too i remember Mm -hmm. and that was like another monster that they couldn't tackle they just let my sister do that so i think that's very interesting that it was like so scary where now like kids are 
like parents are making them their ins- there are parents who make kids instagram's accounts like literally like day one like the first picture is like them at the hospital uh, literally yeah and it's their instagram account yeah. with their name and i've seen it where um and i'm not ju- i'm not judging i'm just trying to explain the different types of accounts i've seen like i've seen accounts where like you fully know the parent. Obviously, you always know the parent's in control. Mm. But, like, you see it where, like, it's in the parent's voice. Like, the captions are in the parent's voice. Yeah. yeah. I've seen it also where the parent does the caption in the voice of their child. So, yeah. like, it'll be, like, let's say their child playing in with a sandcastle. They'll be, like, look at my sandcastle. I love playing in the sand. Yeah. In their voice. But the oh. parent wrote it. What's, yeah. like, the purpose of, like, a, an account like that, though? So, they're trying... In my, Are they trying to have, like, a child influencer? Yes. Like, oh, okay. they're trying to build their personality. Mm-hmm. Like, give them this cute little baby... Mm-hmm. Ba- Insta- Instagram baddie yeah. vibe. Yeah. Like, <clears throat> I, I guess know, I, I follow, understand, but... I follow these, like, people who were on Big Brother, so they're, like, reality stars. And um, they made, like their last name and then it so the account was like their last name like baby and then the baby's first initial and they were like follow this account like we'll be giving out hints to what you think the baby's name will be like because we're not telling anybody the baby's name until it's born so then like it was like pictures of her bump and like little hints to what they would name the baby and then now the baby's born and they'll be like i love like playing with my sister and it's like this baby has an account that has like thousands of followers and it's just like insane to me it's a newborn child and yes they write it in the tone of like my mom and i love to play together like yeah. look at us like the, like, the tone of the oh, child's so voice even though which is so speak. and i'm i'm literally like what is the goal like i don't know what the goal is it's just like i feel like it has to be money yeah i'm like money i guess and it's their brand i almost wonder like this is being super extreme by the way this is in no way child slavery but in a way like it's like it's like exploiting your kid labor like yes like you can make low-key your kid is working for this they just don't know no you are and especially if you're getting like those huge sponsorships which is like on the one hand it's a positive thing right like a good parent would take that money put it in the funds for them hey when you're older this is all yours like we earned this off your posts or whatever Mm -hmm. on the other hand like i don't know a money hungry parent that doesn't really think that way could be like yeah i'm gonna go buy a new car with this now yeah but i also think like sorry no no it's okay (laughs) i just wonder if the laws are gonna change around that yeah because that's like there's laws for child actors Mm -hmm. where when they make money on commercials when they're young like that money has to go into an account that cannot be touched by the parents yeah that's why they have parents who exploited them yeah that's why they have management and unions and stuff like that Yeah. yeah to protect yeah, like young actors. Yeah. That's and interesting. So, like, they can touch it when they turn 18. Their parents can have, like, a percentage of it. Like, yeah, I think it's, like, like an 10% agreement. or something they can get of it, like, to, like, manage, like, costs of, like, acting classes and, like, stuff like that if their kid's going to be an actor. But, like, I'm wondering, maybe, like, we'll see the laws change around child influencers well there is no laws with there's, social media yeah, there's, there's no, nothing there's nothing and i yeah. think that's so well, no, i think that's, that's true, i think yeah. that's gonna change eventually yeah like i think they might have to like create some type of like union in the way that they have for actors and like all kinds of directors like all kinds of like those people that are independent in that way yeah but mm. yeah there needs to be some some way to protect like payment and you know like jobs that you're doing as an independent like influencer or something because you can get really 
Yeah, like in trouble and like with... They can't make their own accounts, you know what I mean? Like, there's Mm -hmm. an age, I think it's 13 for Instagram. I'm kind of rusty Oh my god, I didn't didn't think about there being an age. for Facebook when we first made our Mm -hmm. Facebooks. And my sister was telling me about this once. Because MySpace, what made Facebook, like, cool and different was that for Facebook, you needed to have a college. You couldn't just make an account. Like, you had to fake everything. Like, they asked you for your education. I remember. Yeah. And you would have to put something. So that and that was because the guy who made it, he I think it was part of the university he was mm-hmm. in. Yeah. Uh, Mark Zuckerberg, like he because he wanted to know what university everyone was from and like mm-hmm. all these things. So like that was the thing with Facebook. You had to have an education to put in. Mm-hmm. So like even with Facebook, like there was always an age limit. Yeah. It was expected that, you know, if you graduated from high school, you were 18, you were old enough to have a Facebook account. Mm hmm. Um, so with Instagram, I think the last time I heard anything about age, it was 13. And like, if you can't make an account under that age or whatever ages there are, I feel like, is it morally correct? But then, like... But we did that. Like, yeah, I was not 18. No, I'm sorry. I mean, is it morally correct for, um... A toddler. A parent to make an account for their toddler. Yeah. Yeah. But then the parent is the one. But your parent has custody over you and can make decisions. It's just so crazy to crazy to me that we're gonna reach a point where there are gonna have to be laws in, in place. Yeah. Especially as the whole world is moving to online based income. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So I'm just like. Well, you think you have like a huge brand like Johnson's, right? That pa- partners with the mommy blogger, and the babies are featured in the posts. It's like. That child is getting paid to mm-hmm. model a product or like a baby baby clothes or whatever. Yeah. Mm. And, and that's all based on like negotiation, like of that specific child and like family and Johnson's. Yeah. Like you know what I mean? There's no like over umbrella of like yeah. this is how it should be and this is the moral way yeah. to go about it. And things. also it's like it's like that company reached out to that mom because she had a cute enough online presence that they think mm-hmm. that her kids are cute enough to like res- represent their product. Yeah, you know? it has a good enough following. Yes, exactly. So it's just it, it becomes like very hazy and and also like we were talking about what happens when these kids grow up. These kids yeah. who had ki- who had accounts since they were newborns or toddlers or however old and they grow up and like. They already have an account with their name on it, and it has like however many thousand followers like, and thousand people posts. People have been watching their lives. Like there are YouTubers right now. Like it's Judy's life is a big family vlogger that she had her first kid who's now seven. I watched the video when she gave birth to that first kid. So that means it's been seven years mm-hmm. that this girl's life has been documented. Wow. She has twins now; they're four. So that's four years of their lives. If she keeps going for another five years, the first kid will already be twelve. Yeah. And there's YouTubers who started their career at 12. So it's like how they're like building this personality. Like they never really get the choice. It's kind of the same. Like are. it's the same setup, though, as like Not growing that up. Judy does that, but like it's being a child, like, you know, of like an actor or a, an artist, you know, you kind of are already like put into this like you know world and then there's like those pressures of like, do you keep doing that or do you do your own yeah. thing? Well, you know, because Will that's just Smith. what you grew up with. Like, Will Smith wanted her so bad to build something out of I whip my hair back and forth. Like, Mm -hmm. he wanted her to be that girl. And she was like, I don't like this. And at that age, she knew that. Mm -hmm. Well, also, like, okay, I think the difference is is that, like, 
like you said, like this, okay, like all of a sudden this kid who was a baby is 13 and they have an Instagram, they have an Instagram account with their name on it that has 50,000 followers that has the first picture is them being a baby and it's all the way up until now. That kid, like, all those people think that they know everything about that kid because they pretty much do. A child, a child, a child of an actor has had moments where they've been in the public eye and people know about them, but they live their own separate identity from their parents. Yeah. Their parents did not curate a life for them that they now have to live up to or don't. And it's like, how, why, how or why are you going to walk away from that? Like, no kid who is like, who, that's just the way the world is going. Like, everyone wants an online empire. But also, if you're, if you, if that's your job as a vlogger, you're making money as a, as as your life is what's making you money, and then you have a kid, your audience cares about your kid. They want to know about your kid. So it's almost like that audience is not necessarily just there for your kid. They're there for you and your family. Yeah, but I think So it's it's like, how do you, how do you say, exclude that, right? Like, I watch, um, Jason Nash, okay? He's very popular. He's like David Dobrik, like, one of those, like, super popular YouTubers, has millions and millions of followers. And, like, he's in this circle of people where he has his kids and sometimes his kids are in his vlogs and sometimes they're not. And he explains in his vlogs that his uh, ex-wife has a problem with it. So she'll sometimes be like, okay, it's fine. But then she'll not, she'll maybe read the comments or, like, she'll go to the videos and, and be like, and that pisses too. her off. So she'll be like, you know what, cut it. Like, I don't want them in it anymore. Mm-hmm. And it's hard for him, he says, because he's like, that's my life. Like, my life literally is. I take my kids to, to school in the morning. And, like, he would do, like, little vlogs of his kids just saying, like, something funny. Or, like, yeah. you know what I mean? They'd be in it here and there. They're not necessarily, like, have their own, like, following in that way. Yeah. Yeah. But... They're still a part of your life. So it's like there's it's kind of hard. Like if yeah. that's your job is your life. Like. No, I get that. And it's like I watch people who I am like interested in their kids. Like one of the bloggers that I watch, she, uh, she is pregnant right now. And I'm like, I mm-hmm. can't wait to see her kid be born. And like same with a ton of influencers yeah. that I follow. And I'm like, can't wait to see their kids be born. Yeah, this girl's kid just was born that but I follow. I think a lot of them take it like too far where like you see like too much of their kids lives yeah Yeah, like i i do feel a little bad like i i follow some family i'm not gonna name everything everything but like an example would be like you know your kid falls down and has a temper tantrum you record it for the vlog because it's content like i feel like Mm. that's a little embarrassing like my parents don't have video of me having a temper tantrum online (laughs) all the world got to see Mm. or like i've seen videos where like the parent will record in one of the vlogs they'll record their kid and their kid, it's funny to us because we don't know that kid. The kid tri- trips and falls, and they'll play it in slow motion, like the kid tripping and falling, and they'll play it again and again, and just put it in the vlog because it's funny. Mm-hmm. But like, people are like laughing at your kid, and they're gonna grow up and be like, "Oh my god, I can't believe you!" Like, I don't know. Did I would panic if mm-hmm. like all my childhood videos, home videos, like where I'm not even being embarrassing, they're just birthday parties. Mm-hmm. I would a little bit panic if that was all on the internet. Especially, de- especially because you don't know who that person wants to be yeah. when they're older. It's, I, I don't yeah. shade it. I don't. I just feel like for me, I don't know now how I'm gonna be as a parent because now I have so many examples of like what I think I like. Mm-hmm. And what I think I wouldn't like, like, then you have celebrities like Beyonce, who I've still yet to see her twins, mm-hmm. but we see Blue Ivy quite often. Yeah. I don't know. I think a lot of celebrities, they put, um, like, 
like I, I follow a lot of celebrities who just like put like a sticker over their kid's face if they like have a picture with them because it's like that is part of their lives you're right but there mm-hmm. are also ways that you can protect your child's privacy yeah i think the difference between when you step into the youtube realm is that they have given their lives over to have no privacy like mm-hmm. except for like a little bit that they maintain but for the most part they're like we vlog our lives that's what our job is and we make money from it and then your kid becomes part of your life like you said and that has to become part of it because that's what your followers want to see but there i think there needs to be like a protection of privacy in a way or like something developed yeah and money Mm -hmm. i feel like when there's money involved when when there's these asmr channels with little kids doing asmr and they're like under 10 years old and you know they're making a lot of money because they have a lot of viewers and a lot of subscribers and they have like a million dollar mic and like <laughs> or they're sponsored they have, like, by johnson <laughs> yeah like a channels like that where you know that kid is like bawling i think that they do need some type of rules set in place just for the sake of that kid. Like, you, yeah. don't, you yeah. don't know what goes on behind the scenes. You don't know if the parent's, like, bribing them or yelling at them to do something. They obviously won't be crying on camera. Yeah. yeah. So I think it's very interesting. Um, I know that the this whole article about Gwyneth Paltrow posting this do- picture of her daughter without her consent is, like, obviously lighthearted and funny. But it just got me thinking about kids on Instagram, parents taking control of their kids' Instagrams and... Even, like, my nephew, he's so, he loves watching YouTube. I know that when he watch a lot of kids now, yeah, they watch that's what YouTube, they watch, and yeah. they're like, I want to be a YouTuber when I grow up. There's all those memes that are like, 10 years ago, kids want to be a firefighter, a cop. Now, I want to be a YouTuber. Like, I want to be a YouTuber for crying out loud, you know yeah. what I mean? We are YouTubers. Thank you for subscribing. <laughs> um, but, you know, it's, it's very interesting, so it really got the wheels in my head turning about this. We'll see what we do with our kids. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Maybe social media will have been bought Bye. by Elon Musk and he'll just wipe it. <laughs> like Honestly, yeah. And we'll all be that's a rumor. humans again. Yeah, that's a rumor oh, that no, he always The world would end. Are you kidding? It really would. Everyone would go into Somebody like, would just redesign it and like relaunch it. Yeah, probably. Like immediately. I think the world would be like, way when better Instagram off was down. It. This is all a simulation. <laughs> Coming up, fake news or not. Okay, guys, you know what time it is. Time for a game. Fake news or not. (laughs) (laughs) I'm like, oh shoot, that's my line. I was like, that's your cue, Esther. She's looking at me. (laughs) You nailed it, though, so it's all good. All right, guys, yep, it's game time. So we're going to play a really good. Oh, I thought you wanted me to say that. I was like. We're gonna play one more time, Mister. Okay, are you guys ready? You know what? I just realized I have no clue what the score was. We had a speed round last time. Oh, yeah. and I won. It. And Michelle won the speed round. Oh shoot, we have no idea. Oh shoot. So you know, let's just, next episode. Let's just handshake. Absolutely not. I'm sure I'm winning. <laughs> She's not. How do you know? She's really not. <laughs> Okay. All right, guys. Are you ready? Are you ready? This time I actually have four instead of three. And you got to tell me. Oh, do I have to explain the game? Do I got to explain the game? I'll explain the game. The game. I'll explain the game. I'll okay. Explain it. So the game goes. I'm going to give you guys four headlines actually this time. Wow. And you got to tell me which one is the correct one. Okay. Okay. 
Let's do it. Okay, here we go. First headline. South Carolina mom outraged after kids sent cotton picking in slave <laughs> field trip. I shouldn't be laughing. Yeah, I laughed too when I read. It's not funny. It's awful. I don't know if because also like I am a white person, I just feel immediate guilt and no laughter. Like <laughs> that's none. good. That's a good sign. <laughs> no, I'm literally guys, like I was just like I literally okay. was just like shaking. All right, shame, 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 shame. next headline, guys. Disgusting. That better not be real. All right, <clears throat> two people arrested for fighting over crab legs at a buffet in Alabama. Oh, I hope they sword fighted with those crab legs. <laughs> sword fighted. Sword fighted. <laughs> All right, man eats raw pig head in protest outside of vegan food festival. In Florida. Just in Florida, kidding. I know, right? <laughs> it sounds like a Florida Holy thing. Holy shite. All right, and last one, pony play fetishists who dress up as horses. Oh, my God. Dress up as horses, sorry. <laughs> I just read that so wrong, but anyway. I heard pony play dress up as horses. Yeah. Fetishists. Fetishists. I just, like, stumbled on that word. It's a hard word. Pony play fetishists. Who dress up as horses. What about them? Yeah, what about them? That was it. This is Oh, this is a headline. Mm-hmm. So, that sounds that's not like, a story. They're just, they're telling you what it is. Pony okay. Play I think fetishes. that one's real based on that guy that we saw. In, remember that guy who was my seatmate in Iceland with the My Little Pony? <laughs> So I know that one's real. Um, Honestly, if I can find a picture to reference that, like, I there will. There is not one. Okay. Are <laughs> you good? I'm going to say the first one is real because I don't want that to be real. I think that the crab legs one is real. Crab legs is real? Damn. I don't want to pick Damn, the Damn, boo. Damn, shouty. Okay. What was the one after that? Um, raw it. pig head. Oh, no. Vegan food I festival. Like I'm going to pick that one. You think that one's real? I think that might She's going to get on the fucking default. All right, ready, drum roll. Okay, and the real tea is they were actually all correct. They're all true. Um, no. Honestly, they were all so crazy that I couldn't even, I, I couldn't pick. And I just was like, honestly, we're going to put them all in. No. Yeah, take well, that in. the first one happen? All right, so I'm going to tell you. Yeah, the first one. Yeah. <laughs> The first sickening one. Bad, not sickening good. All right, so I'm gonna just I'm gonna read you a little way. snippet from um the article because it needs to just be just oh, laid out clear. I feel but nauseous. The like, first headline was about the slave field trip. Um, so basically, what happened was a school decided to take a bunch of students on a field trip to a car. I don't know if they went field. to a real cotton field. It was a real field. A field to show them, you know, what it was like. And they made them sing slave songs, apparently. Yeah. And apparently the kids were having fun. So this is, like, the problem behind it. Because, like, it was, like, what kind of message were you really trying to teach? Like, how can you justify that? And then... Obviously, yeah. A mother found out about that and was like, "What Does the heck?" Does anybody she was have to run she said, anything by anybody? Honestly, the they don't. They really don't. And their defense was, they sent home a permission slip to go on this field trip, and she was saying, "Listen, no, <laughs> you well, guys obviously didn't explain it. No, but like you know, I guess obviously the well, maybe they little, said it was like to it's a little to learn about that, but they probably didn't think they were actually going to have kids like, out there literally called? picking like, cotton." We're going to reenact. Participate. Yeah, like. Yeah, that's a little strange. Like, I. Ugh. 
I don't know. Like, I, I don't see the value in a trip like this. Uh, no. Unless it's to show up there and, like, almost pay some kind of respect or, like, just, like, a somber. But I feel like they went in there and had fun with it. And, like, That's what I'm made saying. It a fun time. It's like, you know, there are people that do go see where um the concentration camps were. Mm-hmm. And... I, it's, it's not supposed to be a fun thing. Like, you shouldn't even be recording when you're there. When yeah. You're there, people scold you for that. So yeah. I think it's a little strange, like, yeah. that they made them participate and sing songs. And, mm, I mean, super. if they broke it <clears throat> down, like, I don't know, though. I just, like, that's my point, though. Like, as, as a small child or a younger child, I don't see yeah. what you gain from a trip like that. That's no, so weird. nothing. <laughs> Seriously. Right. Or that adults aren't stupid sometimes and as an adult why would you even want to <laughs> yeah what? why would you even want to tackle that yeah Anyways. that's freaking weird all right oh, next headline which was so also bad. true was two people arrested for fighting over crab legs at a buffet in alabama if you guys want to see what they look like mm. well that looks like i can nice. tell exactly how that fight went down um funny story though one of the guys or the man he was um actually a police officer uh, they were oh, waiting in line for no. crab legs at the buffet, and he was really pissed off because she took a lot, and there was none left. So they fought. Which is rude. <laughs> <laughs> it is rude, and I would be mad. Yeah, too. but to throw hands. I'm not saying I'm gonna get a physical well, altercation, but I'm gonna say I'm gonna say something. That's if rude. we're waiting in a line for something at a buffet, and you're in front of me, and you're like. <laughs> Have <laughs> a whole plate. You know, there's a line behind you. I'm gonna be like, "Are you insane? Put half of that back." Yeah, be assertive. You know what? And then I would. You know what? I would get in a fight, and I wouldn't feel bad. Michelle's like, "Actually, that's me in that picture. I'm a, I got arrested. I said it. I got arrested. I said it. All right. And the last one is, or not the last one. I'm so sorry. Oh, it this has one four. makes me. Lose. Okay, man eats raw pig head in protest outside vegan food festival. I wanted to read you the beginning of this headline because I thought it was just, like, so insane to me. But they're like, imagine feeling so offended and enraged by people opting to lead a meat-free lifestyle that you got out of bed, bought a pig's head, and persisted on devouring it in raw outside of a vegan food festival. Like, take that in. Like, you were that mad that people people don't want to eat meat that you said, I'm going to go get a pig's head. Not even, like, a T-bone steak. Yeah, like, first of all, why are you protesting vegans? I don't get why you're mad that they're not eating meat. More meat for you, no? You know what, guys? (laughs) You know what, guys? Maybe he was abused by vegan all his life. Maybe. You don't know his backstory. You're right, I don't know his backstory. Just to play I'm gonna put a picture of this, because it's actually disgusting. Just to play devil's addy. (laughs) And the last one was the pony fetishist's dress in horse costumes so apparently there is a town okay guys this made me very uncomfortable okay i watched the video on vice oh um, mm-hmm. this, is this girl went she yeah she went and interviewed this guy who's a pony fetishist and apparently there's this town where they are all horses where's the town where's the town uh, i don't know confirm? i Which actually country? don't <laughs> obviously it's the states. states thank you yeah a hundred percent the yeah. states florida oh denver it just literally just came colorado. to my colorado yeah it's in denver wow wow mm-hmm. um and apparently they all like to dress up as horses it's not sexual that's the thing i thought it was like a sex thing it's not a sex thing they like to dress up as horses and like 
pretend to be horses. And the thing that killed me was like, like he awesome. made a point to say, <laughs> he made a very strong point to say that like he's very offended when people um, say a real horse because like he is a real horse. <laughs> oh, <laughs> yeah. Honestly, I don't know what I watched, but I had to throw it in there because I had to tell you guys the story. Huh. It's no no joke. Go watch it. Vice. No joke. No. Go watch these real horses Jeez. on Vice. These real, real this real horse town where they what? all just link up and just neigh and stuff. <laughs> what a weird news week, you guys! I have to share something with you, which you probably did see, but I did mm-hmm. it for all of us. Um, did you guys see the Florida Man Challenge? That was going around. Okay, it's perfect I, I for us. I did it, but I did I, see I saw something hashtag. that said Florida Man. Yeah. yeah, so it's like the Florida Man, Man Challenge happened like a week or two ago, and it like blew up on the internet, and I was like, this is perfect for That's us. This literally, is our MO. Yeah. Like, literally everything we talk about is Florida Man. So it's the fact that there's so many crazy news stories that have to do with Florida men yeah. that you can Google your birthday. Like, everybody can Google their birthday, and you will get a crazy-ass Florida Man headline for your birthday. Oh my god, amazing. So I googled all of ours. Oh my god, oh, yes! Gosh, did it so, mine was, Florida man accused of shoplifting says he's a U.S. marshal. So that was March 22nd. Brittany's is March 8th. Florida man who attacked McDonald's worker gets jail time. Mm, that sounds like me, yeah. Esther's, I think, is the best one. Also, I, I'll share Nick's because I did it t- to, like, just tell him because he would laugh. Um, <laughs> Esther's, January 5th. Florida man calls 911 to report drunk driver. Semicolon. Himself. Oh, my God. <laughs> that is amazing. Wow. Florida man. It's true. Florida All man. I see is Florida man. And then Nick's, March 5th. A loud crash and then nothing. Sinkhole swallows Florida man. <laughs> <laughs> love it those are some really good headlines yeah and i encourage you all to google your birthday in florida man i think florida mans and brampton mans would be really great <laughs> mans together let's <laughs> get along could you imagine if we put them all on an island florida <laughs> man island would be sucked by a sinkhole <laughs> okay guys okay. uh what's up it's been a long time um my woe man of the week this week is an influencer from Toronto that I follow and I've been following her for a while now actually and I've just watched her brand progress and I've really been digging the direction she's going in so her name is Lauren McPhillips and her Instagram handle is at this renegade love so uh I think she was in the editorial world as a journalist for a while and transferred quit her job became a blogger and started like hardcore blogging when blogging was just a blog uh moved into the youtube or sorry moved into the instagram space and just was like any instagrammer she didn't really have like a vibe i don't know how i stumbled across her i don't remember oh i remember it's because she did a travel campaign with air transat for ireland and oh, that's how I found yeah. the pictures because I was searching like Ireland hashtags and I was like, oh, this girl's from Toronto. She's cool. So I read her blog post about Ireland and travel and stuff like that. And I was like, cool, like helpful. 
And then I started following her. Um, and since then, she's just, like, really grown into herself. Um, definitely worth a follow. Ton of motivational quotes. Always pushing herself to be better. Always pushing herself to be, like, different and, like, in a different headspace. So something that she actually posted that resonated with me recently and that I have really been trying to do is uh, she posted, like, uh, how all the kids are doing it nowadays when you, like, take a picture of your tweet and post it mm-hmm. on Insta. Yeah. So okay. she did that. And she was like, over the past few months, I've introduced a new habit to shift negative energy. If I feel myself getting jealous of a woman I see out there just killing it, I squash that jealousy by reaching out and congratulating her. Spreading love is more healing than wallowing in envy. And I was like, that really hit me deeply because it's so easy in the Instagram space <clears throat> to get jealous and like get competitive yeah. and get comparative. And especially amongst women, because I feel like we're always kind of pitted against each other or like feeling like uh, never like unique enough. That's something I struggle with is like. Just being like, what do I have to say that's different than, like... Like, look at that girl. She's literally just a better version of me. Like, she's just as cool as me. She's saying all the same stuff that I care about, but she's way prettier or way more confident or way more, like, aggressive. Like, she's just, like, better than me anyways. So, in doing that, in, like, reaching out to women that you see killing it instead of feeling, like, that pang of jealousy, which I think all of us get in is really normal. Yeah. Like, just a healthy way of doing that is by reaching out. And... Me, personally, I think, and I I don't know uh, if this is just me personally, I don't know if you guys do it, but I have never been one to um, comment on people's stuff that I don't know. Mm-hmm. Like, I'll never comment on an, in, on, on an influencer's stuff oh. that I don't know them. I don't find myself um. commenting very often, but if it's like, I think it's because if it's like a photo or something... I, I don't, it, it, it's like if they're making an announcement and it's some, an announcement that I'm like, oh my God, that's so crazy. Like, congrats or like mm-hmm. amazing. Like, you've come <clears> so far. And it's like a bigger content creator. I will comment on that. But if it's just like their selfie and like, a yeah, dog, I don't, oh, yeah, I don't of course. But so you do comment though. Or like, you know, not, the ones not where they're like, often, no, yeah. It's like, I only, I, I feel I like I the only time I comment on someone I don't know is if it's like a conversation type post like you know what question. i mean yes, yeah I like a question yeah. or like comment yeah like something where people are having conversation in the comments yeah but like to just be like wow you look so beautiful but i would never yeah no, i would never say that to like no. someone that i they don't know me like i'm yeah. just following them because i like their content like i would never like comment and be like you're so beautiful yeah just because yeah. i don't know i'm no agreed i, I don't do don't. that <laughs> but i just it, i even feel weird about being like amazing like i love watching your journey like i feel like weird yeah i feel like I have i'm a really like kissing inter- ass i have a really interesting story actually about that yeah which because there's like a lot obviously everyone we follow these people on instagram we follow them for like years even like you know what i mean and we've seen them like go through this phase and there was this one girl and honestly she has like two million followers now okay and i followed her back when she used to be a taz angel i don't know if you guys remember them yeah they've come to toronto before yes and i remember i went yes i went to the club not loxy but i went to the club to see them because i used to follow them and i just like liked them they made funny snaps and like they partied and like it was like a whole thing back like when i was like i don't know 19 whatever um and there was this one girl, she was in it, and then she left the Taz Angels, and they're, like, a controversial group because they're, like, polyamorous slash, like, I don't know. They're just, like, you know, some people just really don't agree with what they're doing. 
Um, so she left there and then she started dating this guy. And like, I, this, I remember watching this whole thing, like, you know, like just like seeing her life and like, I have her on Snapchat and Instagram. So I would just really follow her. Um, and then she left Taz Angels and like, that was her whole life. And she had no much like family or anything. Started dating this guy. Um, he was her whole life. He was an older guy, took care of her. She was living in this nice house and had all this money and had all this stuff. And like, she was just like being pampered. Then she broke up with this guy, had nothing. And then she was like living in her car. And then, yeah. And then she like went and bought like, she started like working a little bit, bought all this stuff, started painting because she paints, which I was like, didn't know that. Knew, started painting, started selling her paintings so that she could like make money on her own and start doing stuff. And then they got really popular because she still had a following on Instagram, which was interesting. So I'm like, she has this following, but like, she was in a place where she was so broke, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, had nothing can, like, but her following. Yeah. yeah. So it was, like, people think your following is everything. It's really not. But she made a post about something about, you know, it's not always what you see. It's not always lo- what it looks like. Yeah. And I responded to her story just because, like, I don't know. Something that she said, I was just, like, honestly, like, I respect you so much because, like, I feel like I've been watching you for so long. Mm-hmm. And you somehow, like, pushed through all of this. And I'm sitting here, like feeling you know stressed about my life or whatever reason and like it's just like very inspiring to follow you for so long and she responded and she was like honestly that means so much like yeah to know that my journey has like said something to somebody else yeah. you know yeah. i think one scenario where i remember commenting there's this girl her name is life by jazz she's super sweet because you guys could go <clears> on her page right now i think she has 13,000 subscribers on YouTube, but her mm-hmm. Instagram following is much larger. And they found her through another bigger influencer, Shameless Maya. And Life by Jazz is like a life coach. And like, she's really cool. But I remember one time she made a video about like when you feel discouraged about what you're doing and maybe in school or in your career. And at this time, I think I was like in second or third year of school feeling very overwhelmed and feeling like unsure about like my path and like I, I don't know what I commented but I remember telling her like oh my god like this is so relatable I'm actually in a journalism program because I think she had done something like that too and she commented back and it was like I shared a lot mm-hmm. my comment which was out of character for me because I don't mm-hmm. really do that because I feel like they won't see it she replied back and it just meant so much mm-hmm. yeah I'm, like she cares and she doesn't even know yeah. me. And it almost like, I, I felt like in that moment, like they just became like a human. Like yeah. I was like, I've been following her for so long. And she just responded like, you know, like, thank you. That means a lot for you to say this to me. Yeah. To say that I've made and a difference like, on your life. I made her day better. Yeah. And I'm know? like, okay, like we're just two people like talking. Like yeah. I could sit here and be jealous of your whole life. Cause like, I'm sure there was even times when I did watch her stuff and I'm like, wow, her life looks so amazing. Yeah. You know, like she has all this stuff and like, mm. you know, and it's just like, it it's that little like just reaching out sometimes yeah can really make you take a step back and be like okay wow like maybe i shouldn't be so overwhelmed or jealous or feel like this life is so out of reach for me because like we're connecting right now and like we're both human beings like you know what i mean we're both in the same planet like that's like exactly what she was getting at like mm -hmm. lauren was getting at with her tweet and also that is my experience with her like I am not one to comment that much and I've been doing it more because I'm like, why aren't I doing mm-hmm. it? And like, I see like these people get the comments and they'll share and they'll be vulnerable. And I'm just like, it makes me feel so uncomfortable or like embarrassed that somebody I know could see me commenting and mm-hmm. like, be like, because if they follow that yeah, other person, yeah. And that has happened to me where I have followed 
um, another Toronto blogger and uh, another girl I follow comments on everything she does. She's like mm. low key obsessed with her. Mm-hmm. And I just like sit there and be like, you're obsessed with her. And then, but I'm just like. On the flip side, you wonder if people will see you. That, exactly. The same thing. So yeah. essentially, this girl, um, Lauren, this renegade love, she made this big post about people using their kids for sponsored content, which kind of ties in with yours, and I didn't Mm. even realize. She made a big post about saying, like, I really respect this influencer, uh, another influencer, don't even remember who it was, but uh, I think it's really weird when people say, like, I want you to interact with my sponsored content. Everything I do is genuine. Um, I feel like it's unfair when people get defensive about sponsored content because sponsored content feeds my family, feeds my kids. And when my kids are included in sponsored content, I use that money and I put it away for their education. And she was like, I'm calling bullshit on that because that's manipulative. Mm -hmm. Like your followers don't have to engage with your sponsored content or Mm -hmm. like it. Mm -hmm. Like she's like, Lauren, this renegade love was saying like, and I have done many things, and she has. I followed her personally for her travel. She does a lot of um, working out stuff with F45, which I don't care so much for because I don't work out in gym, so I don't feel like it relates to me. Mm-hmm. She does a ton. She just did a TED Talk about business and strategy and how to build your brand. That mm-hmm. personally doesn't really relate to me. I don't love the business side of her Instagram. I like her for other reasons. And she's like, that's okay. Like, you don't have to interact with all my content. That's my job is to mm-hmm. get you guys to care about it. It's not to guilt you guys into caring yeah, about it. Yeah, to make you want to yeah. interact with yeah. content. Yeah, and I had been feeling really guilty because I was following um, this girl that I really liked. I'm not going to say her name, but I was following her and she was starting to guilt trip her followers into to being like, if you guys don't like my posts, I'm going to go through my followers and I'm going to start unfollowing people who aren't interacting with my stuff. And I'm going to start blocking people who aren't. And just making what? me feel like if I don't so comment and like her weird. stuff, why I'm would anyone? Why would anyone think that's, like, the way to approach any... Because yeah. she wanted a solid, like, a loyal following. So then do the steps to have people be loyal to you. Yeah. Like, and don't it, she, people. It's, it definitely kind of had some... It definitely had to do with, like, a major change that she went through in her life. And just, like some people being like, I don't want to follow you anymore. And she couldn't take that. Like, Mm. it it really offended her when people were like, I don't want to follow you. So, uh, I feel like when you're online, you have to, like, realize that you're always going to have followers, like, just a cycle changing. Yeah, Yeah. especially if you're going to be on there forever. You're changing as a human being. Yeah, like, like, your followers are going to change with you. So, anyways, I reached out to Lauren about this, and I was just like, hey, like, I love what you said. I've been feeling really guilty lately about not interacting with enough people. And that is weird and that is messed up because mm-hmm. this is like a virtual space and I don't know any of these people that I'm feeling guilty for. And she sent me back a, like a face recorded video of her talking to me and like responding to me. Yeah. Oh, wow. Like, like a two minute video intimate. being like, hey, like, thanks so much for your thing. Like, this is such a crazy space. Like, never feel overwhelmed. Like, thanks for reaching out to me. I really appreciate it. Like, just like back yeah, and just forth chatty anytime yeah. she posts a story if i like send like the like prayer hands or like amazing like so happy she will always respond to me like mm-hmm. she has a big following like she's not a little influencer mm-hmm. and she just like takes the time to talk with you and to really like she cares about her followers and she cares about authenticity and over like quantity Mm -hmm. and that is like i think how you build like brand loyalty and why yeah being authentic yeah exactly it's always the people 
Well, not always, Lynn. Yeah. But it's usually the people that have the loyal following and a big following that are authentic, you yeah. know? Yeah. Because that's why they're keeping them. Yeah. That's why they stay around because they like them. Yeah. Either way, her advice to support other women when you see it has made me uh, push myself a little bit more. I've been reaching out to like influencers and followers and I recently did one to like a smaller like home decor influencer and I was like, hey, I love watching you build your house. She just bought a house in Alberta. I was like, I love watching you build your house. I think it's so cool. And like she uses like Ikea and like winners and like stuff that we can actually afford. Mm. And she makes her house look beautiful. And she was like, she screenshotted what I sent her and she put it on her story and she was oh like, God, these messages make my day and this is why I do this. And I was like, I did and that. And yeah, like, honestly, uh, I feel that I've definitely been doing that more. Yeah. Like, I've been in, I've been super interactive on Instagram now because I'm like, mm-hmm. why am I just going on there to like drop a pic and like see who likes it and then peace out? Like, you yeah, know what I mean? If anything, yeah. like, why not connect with like, these people that you're following? Like, there's a huge community and that's what some yeah. people are really on there for and I've never been one to search for community in that way. Yeah. But I think there's nothing wrong with putting out like positivity yeah especially to like fellow females or people who like deserve it and who you actually like love watching their content and you're like hey like actually by the way like thanks for doing this you're making really cool stuff like it's so easy to say and yet i feel like not enough of us take the time to say it Mm -hmm. and so yeah you guys should definitely follow lauren at this renegade love uh we'll put her tag on the screen um and if you don't want to follow her because you're not down with her content, then cool. That's okay, too. That's okay, tool. <laughs> That's okay, tool. Okay. <laughs> All right, guys. Thank you so much for tuning in to episode nine of Woman. That means that the next time you hear us, you will have listened to our voices ten times. Ten, 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 ten. 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 Uh, don't forget <laughs> to follow us on our Instagram. I don't know. At Men. We also have... Um, a, a YouTube channel that you can subscribe to at Just Woman. See our faces. Mm-hmm. Yes. Maybe next episode we need a bottle of wine. Yeah, to celebrate or, sh- or champagne. Yeah, that would be fun. I'm John. Spray the camera. I'm John. bottle of wine. the camera. Spray the mics. <laughs> Welcome to episode ten. <laughs> That is so aggressive. Oh, God. Well, you just have to watch episode yeah, 10 you'll to, have to find watch. out if that happens. But anyway, thank you so much. Um, don't forget to check us out. Uh, leave a rating for us. On, like, on subscribe, comment, what is it called? rate. iTunes. iTunes. Podcast, Review. Spotify. Apple. Apple. Review. Review us and love us. Yeah. Tell us. Five stars. Or if you hate us, tell us. We'll fix it. We will change for you. We'll be whatever you need. <laughs> Just kidding. We're not going to do that. We like ourselves too much. Yeah, but seriously, leave a review. And have a great week. Yes, have a great week. (laughs) Follow us on Instagram. Bye. (laughs) Okay.